The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, it's Jamie Dean Big Newt. And how about that? We are now, this is our first show without an actual Bills game to talk about in 2024, but that doesn't mean we don't have a lot to talk about. I'm Jamie D'Amico, and he is Big Chris Newton. We're going to be coming at you every other week in the offseason here. Big Newt, it was the Pro Bowl, there's coaching announcements, there's draft talk, there's the uh, Senior Bowl, your cup runneth over. How are you feeling, big man? What's going on, man? I mean, getting ready for the Super Bowl this week, and it's it's depressing, you know. The dundrums of the all season started, so um, everything's good though. I mean, just watching basketball, hanging out, um, and I know we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl, I guess, because we have to because that's football going on this week. But mm-hmm. I didn't watch it; I'm not interested in it. But I do got thoughts on what we should do. So, okay, well, I I like that. Let's. Uh... Well, why don't we dive in talking about, as you mentioned, Pro Bowl, blah, 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 Super Bowl. (laughs) But I want to look at it from a Bills perspective, too. But should we begin with the coaching hires? Sure. All right. I love that the Buffalo Bills promoted Bobby Babich to defensive coordinator. Yeah. Take a look at what he's done. When he was the safeties coach, he had all pros. Coach those guys up. When he moved to linebackers coach, Matt Milano, all-world linebacker, and ooh, Terrell Bernard coming out of nowhere to that be one splash play after another. That is true. You're right. They say he's a great communicator. My wife says he's cute. I mean, what else could you want? <laughs> that is awesome that you and your <laughs> wife could talk like that, man. That's That's great. Oh, yeah, she is definitely not the type that would cut me for buying a woman a Hennessy. <laughs> not I could buy her a Hennessy. So, so you go to your wife and you say, oh, man, she's smoking. And your wife would be like, yeah, she is. Hmm. I might not be able to word it that way. <laughs> but, you could buy, but you could buy her a Hennessy, though. <laughs> I think I get a skillet across my head if I do either of those things. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm just trying to figure out what's the line in your household. You know, I I think if I okay, I, I will give you an example. We were uh-huh. in New York City, and we were sitting outside of a coffee shop, and there was this woman sitting there, and I I looked at her. The woman didn't have any eyebrows, 
and, and she she was really good looking, but also like when when you take eyebrows away from people, they look very different. Of course, yes. And I was like, "Huh, I can't stop looking at her." But I think she's really pretty. I turned to my wife. I said, "She's really striking looking, isn't she?" My wife turns and goes, "Oh my god, yeah! What an unusual appearance she has. She's beautiful." Yeah. So, see, that was respectful. It, it wasn't like, "Oh, Excellent. hey, gotcha. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go chat up this woman over there and buy her a Hennessy." Well, it, <laughs> well, saying somebody's attractive doesn't necessarily mean, "Oh man, I would love the," you know. Whatever you know, what I'm saying. So I guess right. that's different. You could you could compliment somebody and say they look nice without having a sexual in the window with it. So I I, I can see that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can. You see know, that. it's a, it's about being a professional. I see, but I don't I don't try that with my wife. So you know. well, you're smart. Yeah, I I just try to keep it. You know, I don't you know I don't get too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I don't get too comfortable. And plus, yeah. I don't want my wife talking about no dude. So, no. Nah. So, yeah. do your wife be like, oh, my God. You know, he's, oh, man, he's handsome. In the seven oh, years I- we've been together, I've heard her say that fewer than a handful of times. Oh, I, I I can only think of three off the top of my head. Gotcha. Oh, man. If I would have met him a couple of years ago. All that stuff. See, I don't want to hear that. So, you um, talk to your girls about that. I don't know. I, I don't want to hear that. Well, you know, the, this was actually really funny. Um, I introduced her to a friend of mine who has a a brother and he's, this dude is very good looking. And I said, you know, he's not even the good looking brother. She's like, Oh, I'll believe that when I see it. And then, (laughs) and and, she said, so she said, hold my beer. Let me see. (laughs) And then it was, I don't know, like, Three or four months later, um, we got invited to this guy's birthday, and we went, and she was like, holy shit, you weren't kidding me. <laughs> Hell, so you knew what it was going to be. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's ridiculously good looking. Like, I, I mean, there's there's no way of there, there's no way of denying that. I know what you're thinking. I know I, what you're thinking. I, I no, I'm just saying. I usually just judge guys off of their girls. Like I'm like, oh, he must be a handsome guy because you know he get pretty girls. So that's right. how I look at it. Like, oh, okay, like you know. Do do you get any feedback from what women say about men? Like when they're like, oh wow, that guy's good looking, even if he's not with her. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that would be a way. But I yeah, I yeah. I guess if you hear girls talk about it, but like I said, that's all. It's kind of one of the same thing. If a girl, yeah. dude, get all the girls, I'm like, oh, he must be a handsome guy. All the girls like him, you know. Like Travis, like Travis Kelsey, his ex girlfriend, the black girl, she was beautiful, and now he got Taylor Swift. So I'm like, oh yeah, well, he so he's doing something guy. right. Yeah, he he must be, you know, the girls like him. Now I I can objectively, I guess, it's subjectively tell when a guy is good looking so when you get a guy like pete davidson and 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 he's got an incredible track record he does we've talked about this on the pod before yeah we have we have i look at this guy and i'm like he is so goofy looking i don't understand how that works right 
But the thing about that is you looks is an important looks. You don't have to have good looks to be a guy. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> women, women is about looks. You know what I'm saying? Guys, yeah. the first thing guys look at a woman is their looks. But a yeah, woman, we're shallow. Yeah. Women, you can be not a good, like it's plenty of guys that are average guys with pretty girls, you know? Yes. Like myself, you know? So, uh, you can have personality, a good job, good body. Like women look at other things where men just a visual, like it just looks. So I, I can't remember who said it, but it was a comedian. And, and I think I, I brought this up just very recently on, on this podcast where Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, it was Chris Rock. He was saying that female beauty is transcendent. She could have worked at a Burger King and still end up with Jay-Z, one of the best rappers of all time, billionaire. Right. But if Jay-Z worked at a Burger King? She wouldn't look his way. <laughs> that's not happening. Right. Exactly. And that's why I said women look at other things. Yeah. Where men, they want the prettiest girl they could get, so. Well, thank God we have personality because we don't have looks or money. I know, right? <laughs> Just think I can make you laugh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of money, may I announce that I have a new career? Da, 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 da. Breaking news. Nice. Breaking news. I stuff. am now working for an executive coaching company as a leadership coach. So you go in and you teach people how to be leaders i yeah sure yeah we can yes that's just i'm sorry go ahead you you explain i feel like i just gave the dumbed down version i i I mean that's basically (laughs) it we we help people with decision making building resilience and uh organizational development so how to make yourself and the people around you higher performers Gotcha. So, hey, at me, people. I need clients now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's good stuff. Do you travel? Will you be traveling or is it just be in the D.C. area? Uh, It's not limited to any one area. You just be in the DMV or would you fly out somewhere? Oh, no. We we can do in person, but, you know, most meetings are online now anyway. Virtual. You're right. You can get that done virtually. I got you. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Congratulations. No, thanks. Okay, yeah. boy, we started talking about Bobby Babich, which is a fun name to say. <laughs> we just get off track, man. We can't stay on track for nothing. No, no. And Joe Brady is now the full-time offensive coordinator, even though Officially. he had multiple yes. interviews. Yes. Both of them did. Speaking of interviews, you see within the last two weeks, every last time we were on, we thought that Bill Belichick was going to get that Falcons job, right? Didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. They got happen. Dan Quinn, right? No. Did, yeah, that's Dan correct. Quinn. Dan Quinn, yeah. yeah. I guess this is what happens when you have a bad record, you're old, and you're a dick. <laughs> well, if all those things happen, yeah, you probably ain't got a chance, but I – I was just hearing through the grapevine that most of it was he wanted total control and the Falcons didn't want to give it to him. So 
I guess he, you know, overvalued what he was bringing to the table, and now he is unemployed. And I believe now all the hirings are done, huh? They they are. Um, the commanders, he also, oh god. No, I was just saying. I think the commanders was the last job available since a lot has happened the last two weeks. It has, so, and. Word on the street is that Belichick and the CEO of the Falcons, Rich McKay, don't get along with each other. So mm. that is kind of what it came down to. And gotcha. I don't know who Belichick actually does get along with. But, you know, there there are three things. His age, his personality, and his record that prevented him. If you swapped out any one of those three, he probably would have gotten a job. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because somebody tweeted um, – he, when he went down to Atlanta on an interview, he stopped at Chick-fil-A. So he was in his suit, and somebody took a picture with him on the phone, and then it was trending on Twitter. That, Man, Bill Belichick is in Buckhead eating um, Chick-fil-A. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> this dude's on the job. And you're like, I'm just going to stop at Chick-fil-A and get, you know, a number one. Like, you know, I don't know. I it think goes to show cool. you. You could be making $5 million a year or more and still – you're going to want that damn fried chicken from Chick-fil-A. Not that fried chicken. <laughs> Do you eat out a lot? Yeah. You eat out a lot, don't you? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, probably, well, okay. It, it depends on the week, but usually at least twice a week. I got you. Okay. Got is, you. That, is that a lot? Twice a week? No. Okay. I have friends that literally eat out every day. One of the meals. Maybe not dinner, but they'll go somewhere for lunch or they'll stop somewhere at breakfast. They they literally buy food every day from somewhere. If I didn't cohabitate with my wife, I would it would be a too. lot different. Yes. <laughs> because I was eating out four to five days a week. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think when you're in a relationship and if you got, you know, well, my my wife likes to cook, so. And and she likes to save money, so, I mean, the house always has food and she cooks there pretty much every night, so I'm lucky oh. because of that. So, a buddy of mine invited me and a couple of other people last night to do something that he and his former roommate had done together 10 years ago. And they're like, okay, we got to make this a tradition. Hey, guys, let's go to Red Lobster for endless shrimp. <laughs> that was my first time at a Red Lobster since I was eight years old. So 40 years ago, hey. I went to Red Lobster. They brought the biscuits. I'm like, oh, these definitely live up to the hype. And then the food <laughs> came, and it is crap, dude. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. It Everything wasn't was good? It was so sweet. The shrimp? Or you mean the biscuits or the shrimp? The shrimp. They God. add sugar to everything there. Really? Yeah. Huh. The coconut shrimp? Yeah. Sweet. The scampi? Sweet. Really? The popcorn shrimp? Sweet. I'm like, what are they doing? How much was he? I think it was 25 bucks for the endless shrimp. Gotcha. The the grilled shrimp skewers were very good though. Mm. Yeah, I try to stay away from all you can eat, man. I try to. Sometimes we go to Golden Corral, but it's just like you know, because because growing up it's like you you try to you go to all you can eat and you try to gorge yourself to you know yeah 
you know, that you like, I paid $15 to get in here. I'm going to get my money's worth, you know? Right. And so you gorgeous up and you walk out of there, you feel like crap. And it's kind of like, yes. and I did, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of, but I just growing up, like when I was playing football, we used to go to go to ground all the time. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we just see how many plates of food we eat. And then in uh, college, it's like you go to CC's Pizza when that first started. It's like, how many pieces can we eat? I mean, that's when your metabolism was high. Now, man, if I eat two plates of anything, I'm feeling like crap the whole next day. So um, right. it just all depends on where you are in life. But, yeah, I try to stay away from those places now, even though I'm 400 pounds. I mean, but I try to stay away from the all-you-can-eat places now because I'm just, you know, it'll just get ugly. Absolutely. Real quick. And, you know, studies have shown that you will eat food if it's available, whether you like it or not, whether yes. you like the food or whether or not you're hungry. There was a great study that was done with movie theater popcorn. Yes. You heard yes. about this one? No, I'm just saying, yes, I will kill movie theater popcorn. That is the, one of the best things. So what, what they did in this experiment was they had two-week-old movie theater popcorn and they had fresh popcorn mm -hmm. and they put the two week old stale ass popcorn <laughs> in an extra large container. Mm -hmm. And then they put the fresh popcorn in a smaller container. One of them tasted good. The other tasted bad. And then they measured how much people ate and people inevitably ate far more of the crap tasting stale ass sticky in the throat make you gag <laughs> two week old popcorn than they did of the stuff that came right out of the machine because they feel like they're getting more uh, it's just it, if it's there you eat it yeah most of the time Mo most of the time i got friends that they'll eat some if they don't think it's good they won't eat it they'll throw it away see that's, and that's another thing though are you a, th a food thrower where because i don't throw food away like if my wife tastes something she don't like it she's like i'm not eating it. i'm like well give it her i eat it because i just don't believe in throwing food away hmm so that's kind of along those lines you know what i'm saying because i just think about is people around the world that's hungry I, who am i to throw food away like that's one of my little pet peeves i have a hard time with it I, I do have a hard time with it, but I will do it. Okay. If it if it's terrible and I know it's if I know it's not going to be eaten, I will get rid of it. Now, food. Do you consider food to be the same as a raw ingredient? For example, Ooh. vegetables. Ooh. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? I thought you was going somewhere else with it. I thought okay. you meant like if it's not like cooked all the way or something, would I throw it out? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have right. ingredients, fresh ingredients in your refrigerator, but you haven't gotten to it. It's getting close to spoiling. No, my Are wife you... would get rid of it. My wife would get rid of it. She cleans out the yeah. She cleans out the refrigerator if this is yeah. But you won't, you won't you force yourself sick. to eat it. Yeah, because now you might get sick. I'm just talking about something where eh, I thought like we went out uh, for our anniversary, right? And, uh, last week, week before last. And so she she ordered something and she really didn't care for it. So I'm like, okay, give it here. It ain't like it was like 
bad or rotten or whatever. She just didn't care for it. It ain't what she thought it was going to be. So I ate it. Now, if this is something that doesn't taste right, like if it's spoiled or something, no, then you get rid of it. Now, then I throw I, it away. It's bad. I, I, a lot of raw stuff can teeter on the edge for a little while. Like, it doesn't look great, but it's not going to make you sick. I still end up tossing it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, most of the time I might eat it just to to be funny, but most of the time, no, I'm I'm about safety. <laughs> to be funny, <laughs> a, what do you mean? I'm, you know, like oh, give me ain't nothing wrong with that. And I eat it knowing it. Oh, geez, this might be spo- like milk. Like if it's right there at the <laughs> expiration date, I'm like give me that man pouring in some syrup. And I eat it just to make a point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, I'm all for that. No, I'm not because I don't want to play with my health like that. So well, I, I'm I get for that. that. I'm just talking about stuff. Food that's fully cooked, you just didn't have, you know, it didn't taste like you thought it was going to taste. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I tend to feel guilty. Yeah, I'm a wuss when it comes to that. I know. So Yeah, and you know, we probably grew up with parents that were themselves brought up with a scarcity mindset, you know, oh, because yeah. a lot of our grandparents grew up through the Great Depression. Exactly. And it was like, oh no, you make use of Everything. Everything. And my parents grew up in Hope, Arkansas on a farm. So, yeah, they ate the pig, the rooter to the tutor. So, <laughs> they ate every part of the pig. Don't throw anything out. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. That was such a John Witherspoon line. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. So, um, is this a football podcast? They probably like, dude. These dudes can't stay on track for nothing. And we're sorry. But that's what you're covering for. You're getting our personality. And the Bills are not playing. So really, does what difference does it make? And I guess there's not, big, <laughs> there's not big news right now. I mean, we covered the coaching changes, which I like. Do, I do, do you too. feel like Joe Brady deserved that promotion? Yes. He did enough to warrant it. In the end, it's like, who else out there that you could definitively say we could have gotten that's better? And speaking of which, you see uh, your boy from Washington. They he uh, they've hired another offensive coordinator, so he's out. Um, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, man, yeah. you know that guy has seen his star fall over the past yes. few years, hasn't he? Yes, yes, man. That's he why he I, struggles to get jobs. Sometimes it's cold out there, man. I mean, I, I admire because we talked about it last year. I I admire him betting on himself, but now it's kind of like. It's like you had to make it happen in Washington, and now the coach going, now you're unemployed. But I'm sure he'll bounce back. He'll he'll get on his feet. Um, I just it has to be something else. The reason why he's not getting head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, we've talked about that before. But um, but now I'm sure he'll get another opportunity. But dang man, it's 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 rough, man. When you bet on yourself, and sometimes you come up short. And interestingly, they hired Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm I'm yes. not even sure if that's an improvement. I know, yeah. Which is interesting. But, you know, with Biennemi, I feel like he he must rub people the wrong way. They say he's and, a and big personality. And that's what I'm thinking, too. For you to get passed up, it must be people don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I never met the guy before, but, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm assuming. And I hate to be like that and put that out there, but uh, it has to be something. I mean, so. All right. You think he'll go back to Kansas City? No. Yeah. No, I think they've moved on. They moved on, yeah. I think he's going to end up either at 
a lesser college program or he's going to end up being a running backs coach in the NFL? Oh, so that means you feel like he's going to get downgraded then. Yeah, I, I, I do, because if he doesn't want to sit at home, that's what he's going to have to do, have because to most do. of these jobs are taken already. They're taken up. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's right. only so many jobs to go around. No, you're totally right. So, yeah, I it, like our coaches change. Like you said, I uh, echo, uh, echo your sentiments. Um, and I'm because you know me, man. I like continuity going to the next season. So, and then I like with the D coordinator position. I'm like, man, we know McDermott calls the defense anyway. So, does it really matter? So, what I'm hoping he does here, I, because I want to see the D. I want to see it evolve, and and we saw this past season that there was some evolution in in how they did it, mostly out of necessity. But I would really like for McDermott to give Babich autonomy to do with the defense what he sees necessary while also mentoring him up and coaching him up on the things that he doesn't know yet about running the entire defense. Like, that's what I want to see. McDermott as, as a mentor for a guy who is eventually going to be a head coach. Right. That That's my dream right there. Yeah, I feel that. Speaking of which, you see uh, Leslie Frazier. Yeah. He's uh, going to be the D coordinator in Seattle? Yes. Yes. So, And I knew it. I, I, I knew when he took the quote-unquote leave of absence that that was just a way of, you know, we're going to fire you. We'll just walk off. And, and then he was going to spend a year out of football and then be back in because he's good. He's too good not to be uh, coordinated somewhere. So I'm happy for him, man. I, I'm a fan of his. Not saying that I'm mad that he left because I understand right. the situation, but I'm glad he landed on his feet. And it's interesting. He must really not have much of an ego because he's going to another team where the head coach is probably going to be the one who implements the, the defensive game plans because right. they hired, what is it, Mike McDonald from from the Ravens, their defensive mm -hmm. coordinator. And most first-year coaches like to put their stamp on on the team when it comes to you know whatever they were doing as the coordinator before. I personally think that's a stupid thing to do. I personally think that when you become a head coach, you got to be the head coach and entrust your offense or defense to whoever you hire. Yeah, but that's a fine line. Mm -hmm. Because if that's if that's to me, if defense, like McDermott, defense is his, you know, wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So are you really, you got the head coach's job because of that, what you did in Carolina, whoop-de-woo. So, yeah, you want to entrust people, your subordinates to do their job, but at the same time, man, if I'm a die, I want, to, I want the reason why I die to be me, not somebody else. I get that, but... Don't you lose something in game management if you're calling plays? And he definitely has, so I can't argue that. You're right. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's why I said I, I can see it both ways. Not to whiff on the answer, but I can see it both ways. Sure. You know, you're right. He probably is losing something in the game. And that's why he probably lacks in that area. But I tell you, man, what I did, and I said it the whole season, I'm going to keep saying it, man. The job he did this year with so many injuries on defense, man. Mm -hmm. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, who else could have did that? So, I if that's your wheelhouse, then you be the one. And, and once again, hopefully the game management stuff comes along and he improves. But you only have 100% to give. And so, if 90% of that is on uh, call of defense and 10% game, man, I'll take that instead of 50-50 or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good situation for us. Have you you ever played for a coach that called plays? Well, in college. Yeah. Because high school, I mean, the head coach, we had an offensive coordinator too. No, you're right. Yeah, now I think about it. My high school and college coach, they leaned on their coordinators. They didn't call Mm -hmm. either one. So they were the game manager people. Mm. Yeah. So now, yeah, you're right. My experience. Now I think about. It, I never even thought about it until now. They leaned on their coordinator. So our offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, high school and college, they called the plays. And then our head coaches and our head coaches would do, you know, the timeouts. They would do okay, you know, work the refs. But yeah, yeah, it was all the coordinators. Who manages the substitution packages? Your assistants. Your assistant is the person that keeps it keeps, you know, it might be a position coach, you know. Um, like on offense, you might lean on your wide receiver coach or your running backs coach to get, you know, hey, we want this person to get this many reps. And so you got it on a card. So they know. And then so, if there's a certain situation come up, then obviously your your offensive coordinator might have to make a call, you know. But it they seems know. like Almost instantly, the package of the personnel package switches. Like play over in a few seconds, all of a sudden, new players are coming onto the field. Yeah. How do they figure it out that quickly and communicate it to the right people? Because so you, fast? Pract- you practice it. <laughs> That's so, simple. I, I mean, That's tell me, so, somebody who's never been on a sideline before, tell me exactly the process. Okay. If you have, all right, we're going. Trips right, whatever the play is, right? You know throughout the week that you're in this package, right? And you know what the play is. Okay, this is my play or whatnot. So how do you know on the sideline what the play is gonna be? Because they're gonna tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're gonna tell you. And that's why they're wearing headsets. That's why they're headsets. They're all in communication with each other. Okay, so when it's like now, now in college, I see what your point, your question is. In college, they got signs, right? So let's say we don't substitute. Then how do you get the play in? And you got signs and stuff, mm-hmm. like like on the sideline, they got all the signs with the funny faces and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you got substitution packages, you know what packages you are, mm. and so you practice that throughout the week, where you know where to go when this play is called. And I'm only going to call this play, you know, like when I was in college, I played fullback, right? And I remember one specific game, and it was like, okay, new, we're going we're going single back because usually I'm the fullback. We're going to go single back, and we're going to run this ISO. And I'm like, Coach, I don't – what I've never did this before. I'm not supposed to get the ball and single back. But he wanted mm-hmm. me to get it, you know? And so the quarterback turned one way. I went another. He still got it to me, but, yeah, I went the wrong way. I botched that up. Well, he kind of botched it up. He didn't know I was in the game. 
But most of the time, that won't happen. I remember that from 1993 like it happened yesterday, right? <laughs> and so most of the time, to answer your question, most of the time you're going to know your personnel because that's what you practice throughout the week. Hours of practicing that. And most of the time you won't mess it up. You're rehearsing. You got to think of football practice like you're rehearsing every day and your performance on Sunday. Because weren't you in the glee club or something in high school? You, didn't you sing or something? <laughs> I'm trying to relate to something you'd understand. Didn't you like with glee club or sing or didn't you do something like that? No. No? You just made that shit up. Because uh, it was funny. I yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do no plays or nothing. I thought you was. You didn't do none of that? I was actually in one play. Okay. And I, I got the lead. Okay. I was... Prince Charming in my first grade class's of rendition of Sleeping Beauty. Of course you was Prince Charming. Okay, yeah. that just says a lot. You just didn't want to tell that story because you know I'm going to give it to you. But uh, yeah, no, you're Prince Charming. No yeah. Glee Club, no uh, acapella. <laughs> but, you were Prince but you were Prince Charming though. <laughs> Hell yeah, I was Prince Charming. You were on the ladies early. Did you get to kiss the girl? Oh, I was not going to kiss a girl at that age. No, no I'm chance. like, you've been a player. You've been a player since the early 80s. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, though, yeah, um, you rehearse those things. So that's why you really don't botch it up, man. You know, like when we run, like let's say when Buffalo runs trips, right? We get our blocking receivers out there. We might split the tight ends out there to know what's a run play so we can stop block. Right, mm-hmm. and that might and that might be different than if we're actually running certain pass plays. You know what I'm saying? But we got guys that are so versatile, you could do both, right? But sometimes when I used to split out to a slot, they pretty much know if you watch the film that it's going to be probably a, a run play because they want me out blocking. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, it comes over the headset. We're running deep banana blackout. 97 mm-hmm. and the coach hears that and turns and is like newt D'Amico, get out there yes because i because right. if we're substituting every play right usually we substituted every play so let's let's just you know say we're substituting every play then you give you hear it over the headset it comes down from you know the box all right whoever's relaying the plays they tell me i run the play somebody comes out i go in get the play and then the next play, I might be in, and then it might be another receiver come in with the play. Another receiver go out. Okay, next play, a tight, another tight end will go double tight ends. I'm still in the game. So you relay, you relay the plays in and out from a person. But once again, that was in the early '90s, mm-hmm. right? So now, if you once again, you watch college, they got signs to do it. You read the signs. You know how they always have funny signs up and stuff, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, so those signs mean something, but that's the point. They rehearse those things throughout the week so everybody knows their job. And if anybody out there wants to at me on Twitter, at the Jamie D'Amico, regarding my reference to Deep Banana Blackout, I'll be waiting (laughs) for you. Oh, man. Let's talk about the Pro Bowl, bro. Did you Yeah, let's do it. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? No, definitely not. I didn't either, so I can't tell you much about it. I know the NFC won. It was a flag football type deal. I didn't even bother looking at the stats, and frankly, I don't even care. So 
But the thing I do want to talk about is I was talking to my friends about it this weekend, right? You need to make the Pro Bowl cool again. Mm. Okay? And what I mean by that is USA basketball, like Olympic basketball, wasn't cool for a while. We was winning all the gold medals and all that stuff. Then the dream team came, and it Mm -hmm. came cool. Then it kind of fizzled out. Then LeBron and them all teamed up, and he made it cool again. That's what we got to do. We got to figure out a way to make the Pro Bowl cool again. See, they're doing all this crap now with the uh, flag footballs and, um, you know, dodgeball and all this crap because they're saying, quote, unquote, that it's too dangerous and guys don't want to do it. Well, Mm -hmm. you're a multi-billion dollar industry. You got to give them incentives to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we should because I feel like I'm saying all this to say we should go back to the game. I've been to two Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowls, which is witness, not play, but witness. It. And the, that thing is like the funnest thing ever to me because you got the best of the best. But. But it's like the last couple of years when it was a real game, it became a force like they weren't playing hard. They're going to have speed and. They're taking that from the NBA All-Star Weekend where Mm -hmm. they score 200 points and nobody's playing. But, see, that's different. You could could go half speed at basketball because people are coming to see LeBron, D-Wade. They're coming to see the superstars. They want to see the ball go in the basket. They want to see the ball and dunks and all that stuff, right? Where in football, we want to see Sauce Gardner against Diggs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We want to see – uh, Deion Dawkins against J.J. White or whatever, T.J. White. You want to see the best go against the best. And so when they say, well, they don't want to play because they don't want to get hurt, and I'm like, well, my pushback would that be, well, that means you don't practice then because you don't, you're scared you're going to get hurt? You you don't want to practice? Or you're not going to play week – you're not going to play a preseason because you don't want to get hurt? Or you're not going to play week four because you're scared to get – whenever you play football, it's a potential that you get hurt. But it's like, and my friends was like, well, you don't want your quarterback getting hit now. Okay, well, just don't hit him. Let's wrap up. A sack is a wrap. You got to wrap him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's ways you could do it and it still be a fun and good and competitive game. You know, but this stuff they got now, this flag, I don't even like watching, like when Jalen was younger and he played flag football, I didn't really want to watch it. So I know I don't want to watch <laughs> the best in the world play flag football. You know, it's it's a place for it. I get it. You know, seven on seven and all that stuff. But I I just don't want real football, especially with the best of the best. I just think you just got to figure out a way to make it cool again to get people to want to do it. You know, like talk trash. Like I said, Sauce Garden talking trash to Diggs, and let's see him go out there and see if Diggs can get catch balls on him. You mm-hmm. know. So I, I think it's a way you could do it. We just got to figure out a way. But no, Sunday, I, all that stuff, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't care. I can care less what they do out there. I was – I've never been a fan of it because they go half speed. And it's not like watching real football. And I do love how you just said you didn't want to go watch your son play flag football because you wanted to watch the crockpot give kids brain injuries. <laughs> He's so funny. He did too. He played <laughs> football. He'd be running through kids, you know. Oh. But yes, you're right. He, but he would. Jim Kelly got hurt 
he ruptured the bursar sack in his throwing elbow during a Pro Bowl game. Okay. Players were begging out of that left and right. Like they they were going like twelve deep at positions because nobody would show up anymore. Right. You I, gotta make you gotta make it's like having a club. You gotta make people wanna come to your you gotta make it hot again. And I just think you can. It's too much money being made not being able. You you see what I'm saying? Like, people backed out of it because that's cool to back out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to make it cool again where people want to play. That's my whole point. Yeah, I guess you need the right crew of people to, to do it. And yeah. it's sort of like... Sort of like how Dre got the Beats headphones on all the athletes, and now right. the whole world wears Beats headphones. Not a whole, and I'm wearing them. Y'all can see me. Well, I know you can't see me on here, but I got the Beats headphones, man. Yeah. And they're not even good headphones. I love these things. I, love <laughs> I don't know. I've never listened to them. Oh, yeah. I love these things, man. And these are the old ones. The kids got the wireless ones. Now, that's what all the kids wear now. So you're right, man. Like every kid be walking around school and walking around the mall with just headphones on their wireless. Like these. Oh. Like the ear earbuds is not, you know, the thing. That's not 2024. You got to get the Beats wireless full, you know, noise-canceling headphones. Man. You know. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. So the big game is yes. coming up on Sunday. Yes. San Francisco against Kansas City again. Again. Yes. Taylor Swift. What are you expecting? Taylor Swift to D be there. Um, 14 hour flight. She's doing a show in China or Asia somewhere, and she'll be flying to get there to see her boo play. So see Taylor Swift. But you you didn't mean it, huh? You meant on the field? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that be that's the story. I mean, that's the story of the thing. No, tell us what being there, and then and then also the second story is uh Patrick Mahomes senior getting DWIs again. He's a drunk. Oh yeah, he's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's a drunk man. Nah. Um, but you said what do you expect? Yeah, Kansas City is uh two point favorites at this point. Um. It's on the West Coast. Uh, Is San Francisco able to corral Kelsey and minimize Patrick Mahomes? They Mm -hmm. have the defense to do it, okay? Is San Francisco quarterback going to be able to make plays under the bright lights? Is is Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, going to be able to hang with – one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Patrick Mahomes. All right. That's, that's the question. That's, that's what you have to ask right. yourself. Um, Kansas city has been there. They had a tough road going on the road. We doubted that they do that. Go to Buffalo, go to Baltimore and get wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think San Francisco is more talented, right? Top I to bottom. They have the better roster. They have more talent, but Kansas city has Patrick Mahomes. That's just it. You know, and like I said, they got Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kelsey's going to have a big game. I think Mahomes going to throw three, four touchdowns. I think Kansas City's going to win. 
Yeah. That's my prediction. I, I I'm think not betting the, it, but that's my prediction. I, I, I feel like the only way San Francisco is going to win this game is if they run the ball so well and the defense plays so well that they don't have to put the ball in Purdy's hands. As right. we've seen, that Purdy can be really good when his receivers are running around wide open. Right. Right. But uh, I, the Niners have good receivers. They're big. They're physical. But the Chiefs are great in coverage. They're not great against the run. So San Francisco has a chance here. Yeah. But Mahomes, Kelsey, the Chiefs defense, which is really good. And they've been there. The experience. They've been there. Mm Mm-hmm. So you going with KC? You going with KC? I am. And I want them to win. Can you believe I'm saying that? I want them to win. Why do you want Kansas City to win? Because if they win, we may end up seeing Andy Reid retire, and we may end up seeing a bunch of their players, because they've got a ton of free agents this year, that are going to be out looking for the payday and not worry about the winning anymore. Ah, I like it. I like Like, that. If I'm Legereus Sneed, I'm going to look at it and be like, you know what? I got my Super Bowls. Now I'm going to go make money somewhere. Mm, I like it. Okay. If they all stick around, well, (laughs) (laughs) we may end up looking at a dynasty here if it's not already. Right. That's all I'm about to say. Isn't it already four or five years, right? Yeah. So, isn't it already a dynasty? Uh, perhaps. I think it is. Probably. I think it is. <laughs> it can't be more dynasty. I mean, New England, but I mean, yeah. If you if you're if you're saying that Andy Reid might maul over retiring, I'll take that all day. So. Yeah, he can't coach forever. Look at him; he looks like a walrus. <laughs> I don't know if that has to Leave do that anything. dude wrong, man. He's a great coach, man. He is a great coach. Hall of Fame, man. He did it, so I'm happy for him. He seems like a good guy, so. Yeah. Yeah. He seems fairly goofy. You know, mm. mowing his cheeseburgers and. Right. I like the commercials, man. <laughs> the State Forum commercials. So, yeah. You know those tickets, bro? Have you looked at tickets? Well, you know, that's kind of like my thing. I like looking at ticket prices. No. To get in the building. I'm talking about the worst seat in the house. Seven grand. Oof. You want to sit 50 yard line behind the Chiefs? 43 grand. 43. 44, 3, comma, zero, zero, zero. Oh. 43 grand. Wow. And that doesn't include the price of getting to Las Vegas, right. which is through the roof right now. I'm just thinking like... As our hotels. What do you do for a living to where you go on... Because I go on StubHub all the time to get, you know, tickets and stuff, whatever. You know, obviously I don't pay anything near that, but what do you do for a living where you like, yeah, I think I'm going to just drop 43 grand. Forty-three grand to go see the Super Bowl. You want, babe? You want to go to the Super Bowl? Okay, give me two of them. All right, that'll be eighty, eighty-seven thousand, eighty-seven thousand dollars. Yeah, 
There's a lot of people with a lot of money out there. and That want to go to football games? I mean, <laughs> they, they've only got what? Like $10,000, $43,000 tickets. So it, there's only 10,000 of those people. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, at times I've been to the Super Bowl, obviously I got free tickets, right? And so mm-hmm. you know when you go – most of the time the people who go to these things, they get corporate sponsorships, they get a free ticket. Now, you're going to find right. some Kansas City, and you're going to find some services. Oh, man, I've been saving my whole life. Like Jared always talking about that with the Bills backers. Man, I got my little stash. If Buffalo ever makes it to the Super Bowl, I'll pay or whatever, Right. Mm-hmm. But he said that what like fifteen years ago, ticket prices has soared since then. So yeah, we back then you could some, get in for right a thousand, get maybe in for, a yeah. thousand, like one thousand or maybe eight hundred dollars. Where the mm-hmm. face value would be like four hundred, you get in for eight hundred. Right? That's that's manageable. Yeah. Like I, you know, like okay, right now, what would you? What would be the most that you'd pay in your life right now for a Super Bowl ticket? If Buffalo was playing in it, what would be your cap? Six grand. Six, ooh, six grand. Okay. So you'd pay five grand. Five and then another grand to get there, food, hotel, whatnot. Oh, that's just for the ticket. I would probably go up to 10 grand. Nice. Okay. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that. All right. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you're willing to pay to go see Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't like it. But I, I don't do it. <laughs> I don't think my wife loves me to death and she might. Here's how I am with it. My wife loves me, right? And I think she would want me to go. I don't think I could do it. Oh, yeah. I think I would just fly to the city. I've done that a couple of times. Just fly to the city and enjoy the festivities. I think what I would do is wait. I would go there and I would hang out and I would tailgate and I would wait until kickoff. Mm-hmm. And then I would buy a ticket. Okay. And you'd have ten grand in your pocket, or well, you don't have to have it in your pocket. You can cash out people now, but you know, you'd have it in your mind, like the proverbial. In your, I got ten grand in my pocket. I'm willing to pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah for for an overall, um, yeah, overall budget, ten grand. I got you. When Notre Dame made it to the championship against Alabama in 2013, I went down to Miami with my father-in-law. I had $1,000 in my pocket. I'm like, we tailgated all this. Stuff. I'm like, if I could get a ticket for less than $1,000, then I will, I will do it. I'm willing to pay $1,000. That was 10 years ago, mm. right? That was 2013. It was 11 years ago. 2013, we was in the championship. Everything's a lot more expensive it's now, man. It's a lot more expensive now. So I just don't think I could bring myself to pay it now. I think I'll just be like, I'm good. I'll just, you know, watch it on TV and all that. Because now is now is like, you know what you could do with 10 grand? Like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you, can go, uh, you can get everything on the menu at Red Lobster. Yes, those sweet scampies and shrimp. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'd do it. So I think they they done price me out of you know games now. So Yeah. I I wouldn't be a do I'll just go to the city. Like if we made to the Super Bowl, I would have just went to Vegas, hung out, had a good time. Excuse me, had a good time, take everything in, but I don't think I I don't think I could have dropped the money to actually go in the building. I would have been at the stadium though. I would have been tailgating. You know, 
I would have been outside drunk, you know, once we came, once you came out celebrating the victory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Someday. So, oh, one day before I die. Give me one before I die. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get in the uh, Singer Bowl? The Singer Bowl was this week. Do you want to talk about that or are you good? I don't know know enough about it. I I didn't follow it closely enough. Yeah, I saw that uh, Spencer Rattler from South Carolina got MVP. They said he had a good week, so he helped his stock. So, yeah. I'll end up reading a lot more about it between now and the draft. Yes, yes. We will get into those things during the offseason, obviously. And um, see what we're going to do to make our team better for next year, man. Um, also, before we go, did you see Stephon Diggs? They asked him at the Pro Bowl, you know, what, what is future in Buffalo like? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, I don't know. I mean, if I'm there, I'll give it my all. But if not, so be it. So now all this. Once he gives again, his cryptic answers. Right. I think he does it because he likes trolling people. How do you feel about that? If we could, if we we talked about this doing it, if you could trade him, would you trade him? Um, it depends on what I could get. Uh, first round pick, first round pick, high first round pick, a first round pick. I I, I would have to be in the top twelve. So you said a first round pick ain't enough for Stephon Diggs? Not unless it's in the top twelve. Wow. Okay. Like, if you're going to give me the number 31 overall pick, no. I, he's better than whoever is going to be the number 31 pick. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. All right. <laughs> no. I was ready to go down to a two and a three. I thought you was going to be like, mm. uh, okay. two and a three. A two and a three. I'm at a place where, I, well. Uh, Let, let's save this for, for a different conversation. Yes, we'll save it. I, just, I'm t- I don't care. Yes, if he want to go, he can go. I don't. We can save that money. I'll say it like this here, because we're in minute number fifty three now. So that means if you're still listening to us, you're real fans, okay? You really fans of the Jamie D. Beatman show. All I'm saying is, I would love to keep him. I think he's very good. But if he did get traded and we got a first round pick, couple seconds or something, I would not cry. That's all I'm saying. Okay. At this point, I wouldn't cry. I'm like, all right, who are we gonna get with the first round pick? Now we got two first round picks. Who are we gonna get? Yeah, well, it'll be easy. I, I mean, for th- me to then turn it becomes fun, but it it has to be somebody who steps in and is a good receiver right out of the gate. You don't have you don't have time to develop someone. His he had a thousand, a thousand yards. He had a good season, right? Mm-hmm. I just think his overall production, we can make it up what we have. Okay. That's what I think. But we'll talk about it more. Well, okay. Uh, I'm going to go get a snack. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Hey, hey, hey.